to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What is going on? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I can't wait to chat with you today. We are getting into traditional Chinese medicine, and I love traditional Chinese medicine. TCM, it's just easier to say. So when I say TCM throughout this episode, that is what I mean. It is traditional Chinese medicine, and this is definitely something that I've been interested in for years. It was a focus in my nutrition training when I went to school for holistic nutrition, and it's just something that I really believe in. I've been going to acupuncture for six years consistently, and I just really love the principles behind it. It is an ancient, you know, medical system, and I just really love a lot of the things that they talk about. And today we are going to be talking about TCM and how it relates to pregnancy and conception and really warming the womb, aka the uterus, to support healthy blood flow for implantation and for holding on to a pregnancy. So that's really what we're going to be talking about. So a lot of times in TCM, they're talking about chi, which is energy and blood flow. Um, and there are different meridians in your body and all these things. We're not going to get into all of that. I have had my acupuncturist on the show before. I will link that below. I think we touched more on like what TCM actually is and stuff like that. But today we are going to be focusing on the idea of warming our uterus to support healthy blood flow so that you can have implantation, you can conceive and hold on to a pregnancy. Now, obviously there's so much that goes into conceiving and holding on to a pregnancy and it's more than just what we're talking about today. Obviously, I you already know that, but I just have to state that this is just one piece of the puzzle and I think it's really, really important that we talk about this because in the nutrition world, there's always a huge focus on smoothies and juices and salads. And while there is a time and place for that, and I'm not saying that those are unhealthy for you, when we're talking about a conception perspective and a fertility perspective and a pregnancy, specifically the first trimester, it's really, really supportive to have warming foods and to warm our womb. Because if you think about it, if you think about like a chicken, right? Well, well, first let's start with this. Like our bodies, you are really incubating like your baby. Like you are like a bun in the oven is what it's called. And you have to, we need to really keep that area warm because we are, you know, growing a human. And in order to, but even before you get pregnant to really support that, we have to have healthy blood flow. But if you think about a chicken, like they lay on their eggs to keep the eggs warm. It's the same concept in humans. So the idea that we're talking about today is that blood circulates more easily when it's warm versus when it's cold. Okay. And in your, when you first get pregnant or, you know, throughout your pregnancy, you have double the amount of blood 
when then then when you're not pregnant. Literally, your blood doubles because you're supporting the growing of an organ. You're growing a placenta. You're growing a human. Like it requires more blood flow. So blood circulation is really really important once you get pregnant. And over time, what TCM talks about is the regular and overconsumption of raw foods and cold foods can lead to our body really struggling to have that adequate chi, that adequate energy, and it could lead to some digestive issues. Also, you could feel like we really cold more easily, like you can't handle the cold or you really regularly experience cold hands and feet. And in TCM, what they call this, if you're experiencing like some of those symptoms, and we're going to get into some more symptoms too, they call this yang deficiency, right? So yin and yang, we talk about that a lot. Like you've heard it, like yin and yang, you've heard it, you see the yin yang signs, like I'm sure you've heard of this before. In traditional Chinese medicine, yin and yang are what they talk about with, you know, just like deficiencies or in abundance within the body. If you have a yang deficiency, this equates to the depletion of that warmth and chi in your body, okay? So if you have some of those symptoms of maybe digestive issues, if you feel really cold easily, you regularly experience cold hands and feet. You could also experience um, painful periods. This could be a sign of that. Really dark clots in your periods, uh, low back pain, uterine fibroids, endometriosis, infertility. All of these can be signs of that yang deficiency. Okay. So yang warming energy is really like the origin of movement of blood and chi throughout the body. And we really want to prioritize this when we are working on getting pregnant so we can improve that blood flow for implantation and to hold on to the pregnancy and make sure that the blood is flowing and bringing the nutrients everywhere, like everything is going, going according to plan. And this like yang warming energy, it's also known as like the catalyst for the reproductive process, like ovulation as well and implantation. And yang energy is also uplifting and supportive in nature. And it's responsible for allowing a pregnancy to continue in traditional Chinese medicine. It's responsible for that. That's the way that they, you know, like to explain things. Um, and this yang deficiency can also correlate with fertility issues such as low progesterone levels, low luteal temperature. So if you are tracking your basal body temperature, which I I hope you are if you're listening to this podcast. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out episode 123 of the podcast. We'll link that below. If you are tracking your basal body temperature before you ovulate from day one of your period till before you ovulate, your temperatures will be about 97.1 to 97.77. It will range. It's going to fluctuate, but it will be in that range. After you ovulate, it will increase because you produce progesterone when you ovulate and progesterone increases your metabolic rate, which increases your basal body temperature. So it should increase to about 98 to 98.8 degrees and stay that higher temperature until you get your period or it will stay high if you get pregnant. Now, if you have low luteal phase temperatures, this can mean that you have this yang deficiency, that you have this like stagnant blood flow, because that could be uh, you know a symptom of it. Um, so can implantation failure, miscarriages, and endometriosis. Okay, and again, there's so many other causes and things like that, but this is just one of the causes, and this is how TCM really likes to explain it. And I'm like I said, I love traditional Chinese medicine, and I'm really focusing on it a lot, as you know, what stage of life I'm in. So it's really really cool. And I wanted to bring this to you to just bring another lens to it because, you know, we don't hear about this in the West, right? In Western medicine, we are, you know, we never really hear about this. So I think it's really important to know what's going on in the East and like how they've done things for so many years. Um, It's just a totally different lens and a different perspective on, you know, the body and pregnancy and fertility and all of that. So for an embryo, 
to embed and to like really thrive the endometrium, which is the lining of your uterus, it has to have a lot of blood supply from all the capillaries that feed into it, right? So a warm womb is when there's a lot of blood flow, like the blood is flowing consistently. It has really good blood flow. All the capillaries are getting healthy blood flow to that endometrium, the lining of the uterus. So that's what a warm womb is, as opposed to a cold womb, and womb could just be, you know, synonymous for uterus, okay, where the capillaries are constricted with that coldness, right, that yang deficiency, and not generating enough warmth and nutrient-rich blood supply to support life. So we want to have a warm womb versus a cold womb. And obviously, before I just continue on to this, I am not a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. I'm not certified in traditional Chinese medicine. This is just in information that I've learned over the years that I'm practicing and that I'm sharing with you because I always want to share with you what I'm doing in real time and what I'm learning, but I am not a TCM practitioner or anything like that. Okay. Just wanted to state that right away because you know, I keep it real around here. Okay. So the idea that the idea is I'm going to give you some ideas of how to really keep your warm, your womb warm. Try and say that five times fast. I'm going to give you ideas of how to keep your womb warm. But the idea is that sufficient blood flow to the uterus and to the lower back to support gestation and the healthy growing of the embryo during pregnancy is we need to keep things warm so that blood flow is happening. It also helps regulate the yin and yang balance of the stomach to avoid morning sickness. A lot of people will experience nausea and morning sickness in their first trimester. Of course, there's a lot of things that go into that too, but part of it is that it could be that yin and yang difference, like that um, imbalance between the yin and yang. So having this warm womb and really focusing on this can help the stomach and can avoid that morning sickness. And it's also about tonifying the chi and the blood to avoid a lot of like fatigue that you could really be experiencing in that first trimester of pregnancy. Okay. So how can you have a warm womb? And again, I recommend prioritizing this before you're even pregnant, because again, this is really important for ovulation and for implantation to occur. So if you're someone who is looking to conceive within the next, like, I don't know, three months, two months, one month, this is something that I would absolutely prioritize. Um, this is something that I'm doing. And of course, if you are already pregnant and you're listening to this and you're in your first trimester, I would definitely um, work on this for the first trimester as well. Okay. So keeping a warm womb, number one, which is what I touched on earlier, really avoiding smoothies, salads, and cold drinks. Now I've always been somebody that has avoided and has preached the avoidance of cold drinks. It constricts your digestion. It really causes that constriction in your body and it's not good for your digestive fire. It really like dampens that digestive fire, which we don't want. Um, now the same idea goes for, you know, having a warm womb. We don't want to be drinking icy drinks. We don't want to be drinking cold drinks. Now, if you are living in a place like where I am right now and you're listening to this in real time, I'm in New York, if you couldn't tell by my accent, and it's starting to get colder. It's fall time. So naturally, I think we start getting away from the colder drinks and stuff anyway, just when the uh, cold starts coming in. But even if you're somebody that lives in a warm climate, I really would still avoid cold, icy drinks and instead go with room temperature drinks. Now, smoothies as well, like that doesn't mean you can never have them, but I really would just not, I would not prioritize having them. I would prioritize not having them (laughs) is the easier way to say it and not having 
them like consistently. And if you do have them, really make sure that you let it sit out for a little bit and get that room temperature before having it. But even with that, it's still raw foods. So it's still creating coldness in your womb. So I would, especially if you're really close to trying to have a baby or you are in that first trimester, I would really completely avoid smoothies and cold drinks altogether. Because again, you're incubating the the baby. Like you want to keep the baby warm. You want to keep that womb warm for implantation. So I'd really completely avoid that. Um, and as for salads, I do still think that it is really important to have a ton of greens, especially for calcium purposes. If you are plant-based, getting all those minerals, antioxidants, nutrients, like it's really, really important. So what you can do and what I've been doing is really like throwing in greens into like soups and stuff at the very end. Um, so they're like, you know, they're warm, but they're not like completely raw, but they're not totally cooked through. Or you could do like a salad, like some raw foods with it if it's just like once a day and everything else is cooked. But having on top of that that salad, those raw greens, having cooked foods on top of it. So if you do like cooked quinoa or cooked beans or cooked sweet potatoes or something on top of the raw like spinach or whatever, you could do that too. But it's just really about shifting your focus onto more cooked foods, warm soups, stews, all of that. And I'll talk about some specific ones that you could focus on and getting away from the smoothies, the salads and the cold drinks. Okay. So that's from a nutrition perspective. So instead of having those smoothies, those salads, those cold drinks, focus on earth vegetables. And again, if you are listening to this in real time, this is the perfect time for it because we are entering fall. And so if you're thinking about eating seasonally too, which is always important, you're naturally going to be eating these earth vegetables. But again, even if it's not, you know, that this time of year when you're listening to this, I do still recommend these types of foods, these earth earth vegetables, because they're going to really help tonify that digestive system, which is also going to help if you are in your first trimester, a lot of people can experience some constipation because you have really high levels of progesterone. Some people can experience this in the luteal phase too, but more so in when that first trimester of pregnancy happens because your progesterone levels are just continuously to increase and increase and increase. And it does relax your muscles and it relaxes that digestive system muscle, which can cause things to not move through as easily. So these earth vegetables are going to really help tonify that digestive system to help support your, you know, your digestive system so that you aren't so backed up. So what I mean by earth vegetables are like root vegetables. So turnips, parsnips, um, uh, butternut squash, acorn squash, what's the other squash I can't think of right now? Like winter squash, any of those squashes. Oh, pumpkin. That's the other one. Pumpkin, sweet potatoes, carrots, beetroot, which is really actually good for your blood. Focusing on those root vegetables. Like think of like anything orange, butternut squash, pineapple, uh, pineapple, <laughs> not pineapple, butternut squash, pumpkin. Those orange foods are really supportive. They have high amounts of fiber and potassium. They're warming, they're grounding. And if you think about like grounding that, that in, inside of you, it's really, really, really really helpful. So you can make soups out of this. You can roast them up. You can have them just like on its own. They're really, really supportive. So think about how you can incorporate more of those foods in soups, in stews, um, just by, by themselves, but cooked. Even if you want to have like a little bit of some salad, but throwing those warm foods on there, that's really going to support warm your womb, help for implantation and support the first trimester digestive issues and just keeping that baby warm in the first trimester. Okay. 
Some other foods to prioritize are cooked, obviously cooked for these. Um, rice, like it could be multigrain rice, brown rice, legumes. Obviously, you always want to have those cooked anyway. Nuts, they don't have to be cooked. Um, but you know, I actually don't recommend nuts cooked because it will really denature the oils and they could turn rancid and stuff like that. But these are some foods that are going to really help that warm womb idea. Um, oatmeal, that's a really good idea. If you're someone who, like me, who used to have some smoothies sometimes in the morning and now you're like, what am I supposed to freaking have? Having oatmeal with like protein powder in it, with nut butter in it, with berries, things like that you can have in the morning. Oatmeal is really, really awesome. It's a great source of soluble fiber as well. So it helps get rid of excess toxins, excess um, estrogen, metabolic waste. Like it's a really great option. And legumes, like tons of beans to help with that protein supply, especially if you are plant-based as well. These are all really good ways to promote that healthy movement of the stomach. And, you know, therefore in traditional Chinese medicine, your energy, your chi. Okay. So that is from a nutrition perspective. Now, from like a lifestyle perspective, you want to actually keep your body warm. And there are specific parts of the body that TCM talks about specifically keeping warm. And one of them is the bottom of your feet. So in traditional Chinese medicine, there are different meridians in the body. There are different points. Like if you go to acupuncture, they put, you know, the needles in specific points to tonify specific channels in your body and to, um, really access different meridians. The bottom of your feet is the kidney meridian. And in acupuncture theory, this is this originates on the sole of your foot and these points travel up to your uterus, okay? So, and when you say kidney meridian, it doesn't necessarily mean your actual kidney. It's it's different in traditional Chinese medicine, but the bottom of your feet, there are channels on there that travel up to your uterus. So, if we want to keep a warm womb, that means we have to keep the bottom of our feet warm. So, not walking around barefoot, especially if you have tile floors or wood floors, like really keep thick socks on or slippers or whatever you have because the cold in the floor will then flow directly to your uterus, making it cold. And we don't want that. So keep the bottom of your feet warm. And it's the same idea actually goes for your ankles. And my acupuncturist always tells me this in winter. He's like, you keeping those ankles warm, keeping those ankles covered up. This was even before we were talking about pregnancy or anything like that. But it's just, again, to help support that healthy ovulation, which you want, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, but keeping your ankles warm. The idea of that is the same thing. There are certain channels on your ankles that go right up to your uterus. So you want to keep those warm. So if you have like shorter um, pants, like capris or whatever, like, you know, the ankle ones, if you're like going out walking and stuff like that, wear high socks to cover them up. Like just really keep your ankles covered, especially as this weather is getting colder and you're going outside and stuff like that. You can get leg warmers, like whatever you want to get. But those are specific areas to keep warm, the bottom of your feet and your ankles, and then specifically your legs, because again, those meridians that go right up to your uterus, obviously your stomach, right? Because your stomach is where your womb actually is. So making sure that you're not really wearing like crop tops and stuff like that, or, you know, you have, which is so nice now because high-waisted is is in and it's actually so comfortable anyway, but having those high-waisted pants can help to really make sure you're keeping that stomach covered as well as your lower back, right? We want to keep that whole area warm. Warm, um, when we are talking about having a warm womb. Okay. So I hope that this was interesting to you and helpful for you. Just looking at things from a different lens and other ways that we really can support the fertility process, the pregnancy process, and just looking at things from a different lens. And I think it's really interesting and I absolutely love doing it. And it just makes sense to me. Like it really does make sense when you think about it. Like, of course we want healthy blood flow. Obviously blood's going to move more effectively when it's not constricted and when it's warm. So how 
how can we warm that up? So those are the tips for you. No smoothies, salads, or cold drinks. Really focus on soups and stews and those earth and root veggies. Keeping those feet and ankles covered, your legs, stomach, and lower back warm. Really supportive, again, if you're prepping for pregnancy or if you are in that first trimester, highly recommend all of these things. Now, before I let you go, I want to fill you in on this because I realize I haven't mentioned it to you on this podcast yet. You obviously, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about the Mind Your Hormones Method. This is my signature course that I've had for years, and this is your roadmap to a hormone-healthy lifestyle. I really teach you step-by-step-by-step how to support your you know, your lifestyle from a hormone perspective using food, lifestyle, and supplementation. Um, it's, it's self-paced. It's all the things. It's amazing. If you get lifetime access to it, we're working on the five root causes of all hormonal imbalances. So we're working on your blood sugar, your nervous system, your gut and inflammation, your liver, and your nutrient deficiencies. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you could purchase the course at any time. It's always available. The course is always available. However, if you want to purchase the full experience, the course plus the group coaching calls, and it come, the experience comes with four months of group coaching calls, two group coaching calls a month. If you want to purchase it with that, we are closing the cart for that the end of October. So the end of October, that last day, uh, whatever, October 31st will be the, I don't know what day of the week that is. But whatever it is, October 31st will be the last day that you could join with coaching call option until February. Okay, so if you're listening to this in real time and you've been thinking about joining the Mind Your Hormones method and you do want to join with the coaching calls, you have to join by the end of October unless you want to wait until February. And come around February, February, Feb, holy shit, February, that is when we are most likely going to open cart again and have another round for coaching calls. Okay, so again, the courses will be available whenever if you want to purchase the course option at any time. I'll put the link below for all of that. But if you do want the full experience with the coaching calls, you can really ask me questions, have me support you, be in the community with other like-minded women, and like really just have that mentorship through it. That's where the full experience is. So if you've been wanting to join that, you have to do it by the end of October. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to apply um, to make sure you're a good fit for it. And then I'll reach out to you with how you can hop in. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I told you about that, especially if you're listening to this in real time. So check the show notes for any of that information. I'll also put some links um, of resources of where I found some of this information from today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. Please reach out to me if you do like these types of conversations because I love talking about TCM and I want to know your perspective on it and if you do like hearing about this. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys have an awesome day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.